You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your pods. And you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets, at Walker Mail, and at Nada the Scribe. And we're pumping them out earlier and earlier. So glad that we're able to get this to you in somewhat of a timely fashion. Our schedules are starting to line up a little bit more. So hopefully you can expect these podcasts continually to come earlier. Mondays might be a little bit more tricky, but for the most part, you're going to be getting these podcasts earlier. We'll also talk about plenty of things that James Borrego had to say yesterday. I'll also try to keep you updated on Twitter. Walker Mail is the handle. Not going to be retweeting them out because we're boys. We're Barcia boys and we're homies. And we're going to be putting that. We're going to be putting that stuff out. So um, being able to follow Borrego in his comments, we'll break some of those down today as well as Miles Bridges. He spoke to uh, media yesterday and they've got a game against Philadelphia tonight. Not that I know you're extremely confident that the Hornets can take care of business in. Yeah, yeah. This, <laughs> this, this, this game. Like, folks, it, it, the short preview for this game against the Sixers, pain. Nothing mm-hmm. but pain. Like, I liked how you put it much. to me before we started recording. You said, yeah, it's real simple. They big, we small. And that's how it is. So <laughs> we're, yeah, yeah. that's how it's going to go against Philadelphia, especially with the news on P.J. Washington. Let's get to some of Borrego's comments and some of the things to look to. Not a James Borrego. He said P.J. Washington and Terry Rozier were both day-to-day, that they'd have to reassess each of their injuries on a day-to-day basis, but that P.J. Washington was not going to play tonight. So that is official. Terry Rozier, still questionable. We'll see what kind of news updates come throughout the day. But P.J. out, Terry Rozier, questionable. P.J. Washington being out was the guy that media asked the most questions about, of course, because Terry might play. And we kind of know what happens if Terry doesn't play. We saw it against the Heat. It's LaMelo Ball starting, and you know it, it all kind of falls in line after that. Well, James Brago said it actually is going to be somewhat similar filling in for PJ what they did against Miami. Miles is going to get a lot of those minutes. And then he said it's going to be some kind of combination of smalls. Rick Bennell asked, what about biz? And James Brago said kind of seemed shocked like, uh, yeah, biz could get some minutes. <laughs> and he said he could. It didn't seem like he was too confident, not at least just listening to him. But he did reference specifically Joel and Bede as the reason why biz might get some minutes again tonight. Yeah, well, I would hope Biz would get some minutes tonight if Joel Embiid's going to play. Like, that's the that's the reason we signed him. That's the reason he's there. If not, then the minutes go to Miles Bridges on defending Joel Embiid. And yeah, I'd rather not. I, I again off wax before we started. I was like, maybe this is a game we see Nick Richards in there to just give a few fouls and pre- <laughs> present some size. And the more I think about that, the more I think that was a horrible idea. But yeah. either way, um, <laughs> I, I, I honestly, like, this is one of those games I don't expect much. Just don't get embarrassed. Horn, again, if anyone from the organization is listening, just don't get embarrassed tonight. You guys had a nice little piece in Charlotte Agenda and everything else. And never mind the fact that they didn't mention us in that piece. And again, how we are—we help keep, like the li- again, keep it lively or everything else like that. But you know mm-hmm. what? Just don't embarrass us tonight, Hornets, because I understand that this is probably the best team in the East. Just keep it competitive. That's all we ask. I don't think we're asking much. 
they've been playing really well. They have won 15 games on the year so far. The Philadelphia 76ers, they are 15 and six at the moment. And two of those wins did come against the Charlotte Hornets earlier this year. And they beat them down pretty good. It wasn't embarrassing the point differential, but it was still pretty handily how they won. The first game, it was 127 to 112. The next game was 118 to 101. So they allowed Philadelphia to score at will on them. The Hornets really struggling defensively. And remember, that's when they were really struggling offensively. And we had the big discussion about Borrego and his rotation, how he was going to change it. And we thought Malik Monk was going to get after that because they were looking for some kind of offensive firepower. I think that was the most angry we were the next day after um, after they played the next game, not uh, when 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 Charlotte played. Yeah, and then you kicked me out of Monk High for. Uh, yes, you did, and um, and but, dude, it's funny to me. Why, by the way, people are taking up for you. What the hell? Why are people taking up for you? No, <laughs> you're out. I'm sorry. I, I don't. Fine, get my mentions. That's okay. Not as not allowed back in. He knows what he did. He went against Malik Monk in his biggest time of need, and because of that, if you're going to be president of Monk Hive and you're going to go against Malik Monk the way you did, I'm sorry, you can't come back in. That is just the rules. Well, fine. If you're going to do all that, then look. I'm just glad that I am the people's champ of this podcast. People <laughs> clearly want to see me back in Monk Hive, but I told you, I didn't want back in in your raggedy little club. You know what? You can kick oh. me out. Again, you can mm. kick me out. I've been kicked out of finer establishments than Monk Hive. You know what? So Mm-mm. keep me out. But thank you yeah. for all the listeners that got in Walker's kitchen about this and may- tried to shame him <laughs> into being a better person. I'm sorry it didn't work. You're not allowed in my kitchen. I'm in the zone, baby. It's the monk hive. And now I'm going to reap the benefits of it. And you guys that are angry that Nada can't get back in just have to deal with it. One thing I want to talk about with Joel Embiid, it's the fact that he averages 12 free throw attempts a game. And when he goes to the line, he hits his free throws. So he averages 12 free throw attempts a game and he shoots 84.4% from the line when he gets there. So don't foul Joel Embiid because he's just going to make you pay and he's going to make you pay dearly. The only thing is he's the closest thing to the hack-a-shack thing that you have in the NBA right now. Hack-a-shack just fouling him because you're trying to defend him as best as you can. I'm not saying it works. It's stupid. But when you're talking about a guy as physically imposing down low, I don't know if there's anybody else as dominant as him just down low scoring and you foul him and he goes to the line and hits at a ridiculous clip. I mean, not a 84 and a half percent from a big man that goes to the line that often. It's just ridiculous. Those numbers melt my brain a little bit. And here's the good news, though. You didn't have Cody Zeller in this game against the Philadelphia 76ers when you played him the first couple of times. So you do have another big you can go to with Cody and maybe Biz get some minutes out there. We're all worried about foul trouble that Cody Zeller could get in. But I'll say this. The Hornets actually have done a good job not fouling Embiid in the two games that they played this season. Joel Embiid in the first game went four for six from the line. Then the second game, he went six of eight from the line. In those two Hornets games, those are the numbers that he put up. And in two of the seven games that he shot eight free throws or less, two of them belong to the Charlotte Hornets. So they've actually defended him pretty well without fouling. It doesn't mean that he still didn't get his in the in the, in the game that they uh, the, second the second game, game that they played against. Close. Like they smoked us. Like that was the thing. Yeah, they, they, smoked, they smoked them. 
Well, and, and I guess, you know, Joel Embiid scored 14 points, had 11 rebounds, four of 10 from the field, took a couple of three pointers and, and, and missed them. So he didn't have a huge game against the Charlotte Hornets in the second contest. You look at what Joel did. The first one, 19 points, 14 rebounds, seven of 11 hit a three. So, I mean, look, all things considered, you would think Joel Embiid would just destroy a smaller team like Charlotte. He actually doesn't destroy him. And of course, you look to Tobias Harris, who was the leading scorer in that first game. Yeah. I mean, and is, is there anything that you, I mean, yeah, I mean, is there anything that is just going to be more certain than Tobias Harris being the leading scorer for the opposition when he plays the Charlotte Hornets? I, that's the most certain thing in the NBA. Well, there's that. And I think Simmons is going to have another big game because Simmons quietly has though. What Simmons does is at least against the Hornets, he's the guy that makes the backbreaking play. Just and it's something that we see Lamelo do a lot, but he does that basketball heady play where he gets the loose ball, pushes it up, has, again creates an and one or creates a bucket uh, backbreaking three for somebody else. Like that's something that I would honestly expect to see coming from this team. And honestly, like I do worry about the fact that Ben Simmons may end up help breaking breaking this team, especially if they're going to break out more of the Ben Simmons at center lineup that they've been like tweaking and tinkering with in that second unit. So this could be really, really, really ugly really soon. And and for no other reason too than just Philadelphia is a really good basketball team. They're fifteen and six. They're playing like the best team in the Eastern Conference and Doc Rivers has that team playing very well. The holidays are finally behind us, which means it's time to catch up on some much needed sleep, unless you count Valentine's Day as a big holiday. And if you want to avoid it, then help you can sleep through that too, if you want to, with the help of C B D M D. Even though getting a good night's sleep is much easier said than done, C B M D helps you do exactly that. CBD PM blends 500 milligrams of high quality CBD with melatonin, valerian root, chamomile, and other sleep promoting ingredients to create a powerful and effective sleep aid. Anytime that we start to talk about the ingredients, I get worried that I'm going to mispronounce one of them. And I just nailed that. So I'm happy about myself during all of this. And if you want to relax a little before bed, here we go again. Their new CBD bath salts fuse superior CBD with Epsom, mm -hmm. Dead Sea, and Himalayan salts to turn okay. any bath into a luxury experience and are available in lavender or eucalyptus scents as well as soothing nighttime blend with melatonin and calming herbs. Nailed it again and to make it even easier to get the year started off right, they're offering all our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, that's cbdmd.com. Promo code NBA for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD products from CBDMD. It was a love fest James Borrego was talking about in his media availability yesterday. We talk about that next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. This is Locked On Hornets. I feel like Cody Martin is the perfect guy to go down there right now as much as anybody is. Yeah, you no, like I know, that yeah, no, I definitely. Sorry, Martin. I didn't know you were tossing me there. Yeah, I definitely, okay. I definitely think that. Was uh, that a me problem or you a problem? Were you just not listening, or were, was I just that I didn't set you up? Oh, I totally wasn't. Li well. I wasn't listening to you okay. at all. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. 
Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily pod breaking down the biggest storylines, analysis from our local experts, and you can start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcast. No Jalen McDaniels tonight, Nada, which was something I thought could be a possibility. You lose a power forward, you could go get a guy that plays three or four in the lineup, and you know I like Jalen McDaniels. I actually thought he was going to eventually break the rotation. When we did our Hornets preview for the Locked On Podcast Network, I, th- I said, don't be surprised if Jalen McDaniels actually becomes a part of the rotation sooner rather than later. Well, I what I thought it was going to happen was maybe a few games. He gets some minutes here and there, and then he legitimately establishes himself as a player that gets frequent run, whereas he actually got run immediately and then was taken out immediately and now is back playing with the Greensboro Swarm. So it did not go exactly how I thought it would, although granted, it did come sooner rather than later. So I will take that as a win in some degree. Of course, you <laughs> of course, you know, course absolutely. You Either way, no McDaniels tonight. Are you surprised that they're deciding not to bring up McDaniels? No, I'm not surprised because what are they going to do that? If the reports are that PJ is going to be back by Friday, what's the point? If PJ was going to miss a week, two weeks, and you could guarantee that McDaniels was going to get continuous run, then yeah, I it makes sense. It makes complete sense. But until then, like I guess you just have to go with what you got right now. And unfortunately, what you got might include just Nick Richards, which scares me. <laughs> and it but, should. Um, it, it, it should. It, it should scare everybody. But I guess what they're going to do is we're going to see a lot more Hayward at the four, which also should scare you considering you just paid him 30 million again you're paying him 30 million dollars for the next four years so again we're going to see some interesting funky lineups and this is we're going to get weird a whole lot sooner than we thought and in the middle of this only one game under 500 so let's go um and when james brega was asked that it seemed like he didn't he didn't have any plans on doing it and he was just like well yeah I, I like the group that we have right now he likes the guys that he's putting out there on the floor as it currently stands kind of shortening the rotation and deciding to go with the guys that are playing well currently so I don't know when Jalen McDaniels would get caught up I thought he or called up I, I thought he would at some point and I thought this would kind of be that example I thought it would be the perfect example for him to get called up but they're deciding not to go that route and uh, he'll be continuing to play with the swarm I called it a love fest it's how James Borrego was acting yesterday he just discussed how much everybody on the team loves each other and Miles Bridges reiterated that same thing when he had press availability following James Borrego that none of the players on the team carry out a me mentality that can sometimes infiltrate franchises in the NBA. And I like that, Nada. And it can be hokey. Yeah. And we talk about this, right? Like, it, it can be totally overused. There's no doubt about it. I don't want to talk about how great this team is when they're five games below 500 and they're outside the playoffs or when they're a team that hasn't, you know, won a playoff series in forever and talk about, okay, yeah, who cares? You know, they, they, they love each other. That's great. I, I get that. And I don't want to overuse that analysis. I think it matters. I think it's cool. Yes. I like that these young players are all seem to be very good friends. And I think that's kind of been a common theme for the Charlotte Hornets locker room for quite a while. That's why even with biz playing very poorly on the court, 
It's why you bring him in for a contract that's not that consequential and you bring him in to be the mentor and develop a strong relationship with LaMelo Ball and develop a strong relationship with these other younger players and the younger players seem to be good dudes themselves, right? Like those guys getting along also I think matters quite a bit. Borrego even said, you know, this is as fun a group as he's ever been around, you know, like that, that's, that's that's cool to hear. So um, just if you wanted or cared, to hear about the personality of your Charlotte Hornets, how they are in the locker room, at least what the head coach seems to genuinely think about these guys as, as people, there's some good dudes there in the Hornets locker room. And I like that now, but the thing is this stuff matters because when we talk about when James Borrego talked about the four pillars a year ago and talking about how important it was to establish a culture, especially a culture that wasn't going, going to be the same after a departure of Kemba Walker, you have to look at stuff like this and say, these guys get along with each other. We're building something where guys want to come to work and guys want to come to work to get better. Take a look again. There's no better ex- example of this than Malik Monk right now because Malik Monk could have sat there and pouted. Instead, the environment around him created a culture to where he just worked harder to get better, specifically at his outside shot. Malik Monk is a product of that culture. Devontae Graham's been a product of that culture. You're hoping that LaMelo Ball's gifts are become enhanced because of that culture. That culture does matter. And I know it's an over-abused term, but at this point, what the Hornets have managed to establish in the three years that Mitch has been there and James Borrego's been there is set up a culture of sustainable success and I'm not saying that they're there yet to where you can call them a sustainable success, but you can see the patterns being formed, and that's what makes this so important. And that's what also makes this really, really cool. You mentioned Malik Monk. James Brego had some comments about him. How could he not? After that 36-point performance against the Miami Heat, we'll get to that in the last segment today. Also, want to talk to you guys about the best place to bet online for sports, and that's betonline.ag. It's the only place that we trust and has you covered. You can sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Don't do that. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online. It's your online sports book experts. We'll take a quick break. Have one more segment to go. Malik Monk and James Brago's comments regarding Monk coming up next on the Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. Decoys all over the place. They've got everybody down at the rim. Ball goes into biz. They do like an XFL style where the wide receiver runs to the line of scrimmage, except it's with Devontae Graham. He picks up a foul. I don't care what you say, Nate McMillan. More like Nate McVillan. Get out of here. Quit whining about the officials. You got plenty of calls. The Hornets got a call at the end of the game. I thought it was fair. Hornets win. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. March Madness is a few months away, but the future of the NBA is on display right now. Get a head start on next year's draft analysis by subscribing to Chad Ford's NBA Big Board podcast. Draft guru Chad Ford has his first big board of the year. Woo! Nada, it's been rough for me today, man. I mean, yeah, it I, it's, it's been it's been real rough for me. I've been trying to clear my throat and it just hasn't worked out. I'm going to do Chad Ford a favor and I'm going to try to redo that and see if I can get through it clearly. Chad Ford yes. has his big board podcast out there. And even though March Madness is still a little while away, the prospects that are playing so well and are going to be in the first round of the NBA draft, they're playing right now. Subscribe to Chad Ford's NBA big board podcast wherever you get your podcast. Was that better? Is that all right? 
Yeah. Cool. That was All right, cool. That was I'm going to try to get through the rest of this podcast as best as I can. Malik Monk, let's got talk. It, got through it. Got through it. <laughs> let's see. I'm a warrior. Let's talk about this. Uh, Malik Monk. Uh, was awesome in this game against Miami. And James Borrego talked about Malik. And I'm also interested in what Miles had to say about James Borrego and Malik Monk. So let's go to Miles first. When he was asked about James Borrego, just how he enjoys playing for him or something to that effect, Miles talked about how Borrego is clearly a player's coach. Th- those guys really do seem to respond to James Borrego. And Miles was referen- uh, referencing JB and Malik Monk's relationship. You would think that that could be a hindered relationship. Malik saying yes. that he was um, you know, frustrated when he came back from COVID and trying to rehab from testing positive. And having his job taken away, not having it anymore, how frustrating that was. He also said that he responded to that by working extremely hard, constantly getting shots up and maybe being angry, but utilizing that anger in a productive manner. And Miles Bridges said that James Borrego constantly was talking to Malik Monk saying, you're still a valuable part of this team. We still want you on this team. You still matter to us. And even though Miles was also adamant to say, hey, Malik had this confidence too. I I don't want to take this all away from Malik and solely put it on Borrego, but he was saying Malik had all that confidence. It was because of Malik and the work he put in and the attitude that he carries. That's the reason why he's able to perform so well when he's in the game. But he was also trying to give credit to James Borrego for doing a good job of uh, salvaging that relationship as he just refuses to play him. I thought that was somewhat interesting to hear from Miles because these guys clearly do enjoy JB as a head coach, at least if you hear from them. Yeah, and that's the thing. It goes back to the culture. It goes back to what the expectations are. And I just remember you guys having a conversation with with Rick, and I think that was last year, where Marvin Williams told him, told JB, look, you're just not going to, you can't worry about who you're going to anger. And, but at the same time, JB has good enough bedside manner per se just to make sure that like people still know that to stay active to stay engaged you're going to get your shot and we've seen this happen multiple times this is how Caleb Martin got his shot and how Caleb Martin is one of those guys in the rotation because he stayed ready Brego kept him ready Brego taught him told him yo stay ready I'm going to come to you at some point and when it comes to you again you have only have one shot do not miss your chance to blow and look at what Caleb Martin did with his time. Mom spaghetti. Yes, I quoted. Yeah, exactly. Mom spaghetti. <laughs> but at the same time, it, it. You see what I'm saying, though. A lot of this just goes back to the culture that they've built, and you just see the breadcrumbs of everything that the Hornets have have created. I would call this the Hornet way, but at the same time, we know that it's got different elements of the Spurs way and what what Mitch did with the Lakers out in L.A. So it's a nice little uh, amalgamation of what a small market or a mid-market franchise should be right so now. And are we seeing the breadcrumbs, not are we seeing mom's spaghetti? What food are we seeing here? Um, A little bit of both. I, I would say like some veal parmesan, that's where the breadcrumbs crumb, yeah. come from. Mom, again, and then mom made the spaghetti too. So you have veal parmesan over a little bit of spaghetti. Mom's spaghetti, Caleb's nervous. Yeah, we can do that. Let's have you go ahead and write that rap with mom's spaghetti no, and no, put out you. some different Italian. I am not Miles Bridges, thank you. <laughs> you are not. No, you are certainly not. I want him to drop another music video. I want him to. In COVID? In a Ponderosa? How dare you? Yeah, I mean, I guess that's very true. I forget about that. Like, I, you're so right. Like, you're you're totally right about that. It just, it's immediately 
destroyed as soon as you bring that up. It's like, oh yeah, you know, it's like, yeah, we're still in a pandemic and you can't do it. Um, I just choose to believe that they filmed that a long time ago and then Sir. they put that out there. Sir, mm-hmm. the, the the did you see the masks in that video? Because I saw him, um, and he was treating masks like they were ones. <laughs> he did, he did. I just so, so uh huh. Go ahead. I, I, I'm just saying, like at this point, like uh, I wish that he had done this pre-COVID, mm-hmm. and the masks were a joke. But we know better. Yeah. And then here you are out here trying to ask for a completely different new video and drop new music and drop mu- new socially distance video where miles is spitting flames with everybody at least six feet apart and wearing masks. That's the music video that I want. That would be a fire music video to drop in the pandemic. That'll do it here on the lockdown Hornets podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Um, we'll be back with you tomorrow to recap the game against Philly tonight. I know Nada. I know you're super confident in what is going to happen. We're all going to die. <laughs> you it is the apocalypse that's going to take place. Tell your smart device, by the way, to play the most recent episode of Locked On NBA. Hollinger and Duncan, Chatford's Big Board, rejecting the screen. There are so many good programs out there on the Locked On Podcast Network. Have a great day. We'll be back with you tomorrow.